The Pelicans declined Herb Jones' team option, and it gives us insight into what they're planning to do in free agency. I'll tell you what that is as we're just hours away from the start. It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, maybe... Final show of the week. We'll see if any breaking news happens at the start of free agency for the Pelicans, and we'll have an emergency podcast or reaction podcast if that ends up being the case. But we got news for the Pelicans this day as they declined Herb Jones' team option and made some other moves as well. And this gives us a lot of insight into what they're planning to do in free agency. So we'll break everything down. Nothing you really need to worry about, which is good. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. The salary cap, free agent targets, trade targets, giving you insight into all of that. No extra cost to you. Just listen Monday through Friday. If you're an everydayer, you know what's going on with this team. And if you're not, become an everydayer or an almost everydayer. Just listen to an extra show once a week or so. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So we got some updates on Herb Jones, and we kind of start to see the future, the direction that this team is going to be going in. The Pelicans declined Herb Jones' team options. This makes him a one option. This makes him a restricted free agent. So in theory, teams could go and try and sign him. But that's not what's going to happen. He's likely, if you want the short part of this, going to get a new contract. It's going to be four years between 50 and 53, $54 million, somewhere in that range. Now, the Pelicans could have done this next season. They could have picked up his team option, about $1.8 million, something like that, going into next season. And then he would have been a restricted free agent the year after that. But doing this now is advantageous for a few reasons. Mainly, you're likely getting him cheaper. Right now, there's not many teams with cap space out there. There are seven teams with cap space out there. And you've seen teams like the Utah Jazz use some of it to take on a salary dump from the Atlanta Hawks and John Collins. You just saw the Sacramento Kings re-sign Harrison Barnes. They have about $18 million still left to spend. So that cap space is going quickly and teams want to fill out their rosters. I don't know if Herb Jones was going to get just a monster offer. And even if he did, as a restricted free agent, the Pelicans could match. You do run the risk this year of someone make like just completely, completely, completely overpaying and you don't feel comfortable matching that. And he just walks for nothing. But I don't think given the current state of the NBA that we'll really see that be a case. And I don't think Herb Jones would have done this without be kind of being in consultation and talking his agents, at least with the Pelicans about what a future contract would look like. 
you know, next year could be different. He, he could potentially get more money, especially with the salary cap going up. And that's going to kind of factor into the extension that he'll get, whether there's maybe a player option at the end of that. But this basically gets him cheaper now. He gets a benefit to that, even if he's underpaid compared to next year, let's say. You know, if this contract's smaller than the one he could earn in a year, you get that guaranteed money now. If he had another season where he shot really poorly from three, hold on on that for a second, you know, does his market change? Is maybe, would he maybe get less? So this is a very safe and smart move for him. And it's a smart piece of business by the Pelicans too, to just lock up a player they think very, very, very highly of. Now, there are downsides to this. And we'll get into that in the next segment, along with other moves the Pelicans just made. But let me be very clear Herb Jones is worth it. Herb Jones is worth it. And any downsides to this move you deal with, he just does so much for this Pelicans team. The defense that he gives you, you know, consistent out there. He plays, he doesn't really get injured and he plays through injuries too. And he's out there starting. He's a tireless worker, doesn't seem to have, you know, any problems associated with him or anything like that. Dude just wants to go out, play basketball, defend, and does what's asked, doesn't complain about his role, or anything like that. And by the end of this season, he was shooting better. You know, he struggled at the beginning of last season, but by the end, he was shooting close to 40% from three. Not on a ton of attempts per game, but that number got better. And he also works well off ball. He cuts. He does other things that you need from him, and he can handle the ball a little bit, too. And in the show we did earlier in the week on what the Pelicans offense is going to look like, if you're an everydayer, you already know that Herb Jones fits in perfectly with that, that they're going to use him in certain actions more. They're going to have him as a ball handler to create for others. And I love this idea. And if, you ha- if you're not an everydayer, if you didn't listen to that episode, go and listen to it. The, the show, it's in the, the tagline, right? Lockdown Pelicans, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We have a show Monday through Friday. So, yeah, there's some downsides, but... He is worth every every penny, every penny. He's a fan favorite. He's a guy that you've developed yourself, that your scouting department found, that you knew to go after in the second round, that you knew to make a starter early on. And for everyone who says Willie Green doesn't play rookies, Herb Jones was starting by the fifth game of his rookie year, something like that. This is clearly an example of if you play well, you can be, you can get minutes. Just kind of as simple as... As that, right? Let me see. When did he finally start? Game two. Game two of his rookie year, he was starting. That's ridiculous. Like, that's just truly ridiculous that game two, he was basically just starting, got injured, came back, came off the bench, then went back into the starting lineup, and it's been that ever since. He gives so much and does so much with the defense, allowing other guys to fill other better roles for them, that Herb Jones is a very, very valuable player. The points aren't great. The offensive efficiency isn't always there. The three-point shooting isn't ideal. But he's not a bad free-throw shooter. He gives you some assists. He gives you rebounds. And he gives you what should be all and you know all defensive team defense. So he's worth this extension. This is probably the smart move for the Pelicans, even though it does create some complications. And those complications kind of point us in the direction of what the Pelicans are going to do in free agency. So let's look at this extension and how what those impacts are and what it means the Pelicans are going to do in free agency coming up 
next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. What I love about Prize Picks is it's super simple. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people. It's not you versus professional gamblers, you versus people with thousands of spreadsheets and algorithms and know what to do. Just you versus the projections that you see, more than that or less than that. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, including the NBA out of season right now, but get in on MLB. Tennis, whatever it might be, Prize Picks has it there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they also offer safe and fast withdrawals. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Completely free. Become an everydayer. Never miss an episode. Know exactly what's going on in any free agent news that breaks. We, of course, will be covering it here. I have to like keep checking my phone just to see if Woj or Shams tweets something out. It's that time of year. Don't get caught, by the way. Make sure you're following and have notifications on for the right people. So, something that I've been talking about for like the past year, it feels like, really going back to the trade deadline this past season, is the Pelican salary cap situation. And it's not ideal. It's not great. And this is where the downsides to the Herb Jones extension right now come into play. And it kind of gives us insight on how to how the Pelicans are going to operate for the next week or two and what they're planning to do in free agency and the trade market. I should have said it's kind of both of those things. So with this extension, the Pelicans are like right at the NBA's luxury tax, right at it. They're They're about potentially, depending on you know, the it's it's rough like, you know, back of back of napkin math here. 1.5 million into it or like just, just, just below it. And that's factoring in the other moves they made on Thursday. They declined the team option on Billy Hernan Gomez and no qualifying offer to Jackson Hayes. Billy Hernan Gomez just wasn't used a ton. He was clearly unhappy with his role this past season. You know, it's kind of just doing right by him a little bit to just say, cool, go find go find another team. You know, we'll decline the the 2.8, whatever it was, $2.4 million option. Go do your thing, man. Go find your better role and best of luck to you. And that's okay. Useful player, especially at that price. I don't hate it to be, you know, a third big that you use very sparingly. He wasn't happy and it's not worth going into the luxury tax to pay Billy Hernan Gomez. The Jackson Hayes one's a little bit more complicated. He... This was his fourth year. The way a qualifying offer works and what it is, for guys coming off their rookie deals, you have to extend, you, you have two options. You can extend a qualifying offer, which makes them a restricted free agent, or you decline the qualifying offer and they become an unrestricted free agent. The qualifying offer was a danger for the Pelicans because with this Herb Jones move, say they're exactly, they're, they're a dollar under the luxury tax. The Jackson Hayes qualifying offer was over $7 million. So you give him this qualifying offer and a couple things happen then. You know, maybe he goes into free agency, finds another deal. And you can then match that deal 
or decline it and he goes and signs with the other team. But if no deal for him materializes, he can just say, okay, I accept the qualifying offer and I'll come back and play on a one-year deal for that qualifying offer amount, seven plus million dollars in this case. And then after that one year, I'm an unrestricted free agent, don't need to deal with y'all anymore. The Pelicans couldn't risk him coming back for over $7 million. Then all of a sudden, you're $7 million into the luxury tax, and it's not probably worth paying the $7 million to Jackson Hayes, and then another $7 million in luxury tax payments. So Jackson Hayes just became $14 million. That's going to be more than what Herb Jones is going to make, which is four years, 50, 53, $54 million, somewhere in that range. So even with those moves of no qualifying offer for Jackson Hayes, not picking up a team option for Billy Hernan Gomez, they're basically right at the luxury tax. And unless they're planning to pay the luxury tax, and it doesn't seem like that is the case, they're going to need to shed some salary. And so the, the extension now kind of tells you, the extension now for Herb Jones tells you what the Pelicans have to do next, and that's cut money, shed some salary. This is what I said was going to be a problem for them going into the trade deadline this past year. This is why I said earlier on, not trading Jackson Hayes and bringing in extra money is probably a good thing. You can just let Jackson Hayes walk, and now you're not in or right at the luxury tax instead of being somewhat deep into it. And this also factors in a move they did with Garrett Temple. He has. It's a non-guaranteed year. It's essentially a team option. It's a non-guaranteed year. They can just waive him, and they don't have to pay him. $5.4 million, I think, is what it is. That's kind of still on their books. He's not going to be back, even though both he and the team agreed to kick that extension down to July 7th. He could get traded still. What could happen is the Pelicans, and this is what they're looking to do. They're going to look to shed salary. If you can do that and even get a million dollars less, send out 10 million, bring back 9 million is a useful thing for New Orleans right now. And you might need, if you're trading for one player, the salary that Garrett Temple makes. So Garrett Temple doesn't mind this because if you're going to fully guarantee him $5.4 million, he'll probably happily be traded anywhere you want to send him to make that because otherwise he's not going to get that if they waive him, and I don't know if he'll even get signed by another team at that point. So he has the opportunity to make an additional five-point-something million dollars here. So New Orleans is going to be looking for a trade to shed some salary. Jake Fisher reported that Kyra Lewis Jr., you know, they've been looking to find a home for him, maybe move off of him. And this is what New Orleans is going to be looking to do. And it means they're probably not going to be that active in the beginning of NBA free agency. Because they need to shed some money if they sign a player and you can't get another deal done. Well, all of a sudden, and they have tools to sign those other guys, they could use, right now you'd be looking at either the non-taxpayer mid-level exception or the taxpayer mid-level exception, depending on what they want to do and where they are, or the biannual exception, all of which would hard cap the team. And that doesn't matter here because they're not anywhere close to the hard cap number. That you don't need to do that right away because you're not going big name shopping in free agency. We've talked about it on the show, right? Like I said, like Drew Eubanks is probably the ideal free agent for New Orleans. And that is not a sexy name, even if I actually kind of like the fit as a third big. So certainly they're going to be active on the trade market looking for ways to shed salary. Jonas Valanciunas, Kyra Lewis Jr. Garrett Temple's not factored into that unless you need to aggregate him with other salary and bring something back. And you can still do that and save money too. So what's that look like? What happens next? What do we expect the first couple hours, days of free agency? There's more to it than it's just going to be slow. 
Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. You don't need to be stressed out buying tickets. You're trying to have a fun night and all of a sudden you see a concert you want to go to, a Pels game you want to go to, let's say. Are you getting a good price? Do you need to hunt around? Do you want to try and wait a couple of hours to see if the price changes? You don't need to do that. Just get the Game Time app and they're going to make it super easy for you. You don't need to plan months in advance. You can do this last minute and still feel good that you're getting the best price. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and they have exclusive flash deals on tickets for basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, football, everything. And the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So don't stress out buying tickets, just use game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here, free, and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. You'll know what's going on with the team, I promise you. Talked about Jared Allen, news came out. Hey, they called about Jared Allen. There's a reason I did that show when I did. So, let's continue talking free agency trades. The Pelicans are basically pushing the luxury tax and we don't think that they're going to be paying it. And that's because they're extending Herb Jones. And look, it means you're getting Herb Jones at a cheaper number than you likely would in the future. So trying to shed some salary, not the worst thing. First and foremost, what the Pelicans should be doing is trying to find a home in a pure salary dump for Kyra Lewis Jr. You know, 13th overall pick, had the knee injury two years ago that really seemed to like derail it, although I was never really on the train that thought he was turning the corner. Prior to that injury at a game against the Denver Nuggets in January, I, I didn't see it from him. The talent is there, the speed is there, and that is a premium at that position, and there's a lot of things you like, and he shot the three ball relatively well last season, but I don't think he was looking like he was going to be a starter leading up to that injury. So moving on from him just might be a thing they've got to do. One of the things that the Pelicans are lacking right now are second round picks. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know, I'm, I don't really value second round picks that much. Sometimes they're Herb Jones. Once in a lifetime, it's Nikola Jokic. But in general, they don't work out. However, they have gone up in value with the addition of that third two-way deal. And with the new second round pick exception in the NBA CBA, we don't need to get into the specifics with that right now. Suffice to say, it means second round picks are more valuable than they've ever been before. The Pelicans tried to get into the second round. They weren't able to do so because pe teams are valuing those picks. The Pelicans don't really have many going forward. You know, they used four to get off of Devontae Graham's contract and dump him in Salary dump for Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson we're not talking about because it doesn't seem like he's coming back. Four, that's given up a lot of currency there. You know, if you can get a second round pick or two for a team to take a flyer on Kyra Lewis Jr., I would jump on something like that. It avoids the luxury tax and it gives you two pieces of trade bait, trade assets in the future. And I think that's useful. Given that I wasn't super high on Kyra Lewis Jr., he was definitely a lottery pick. Not my pick for the Pelicans at that spot, but a lottery pick, but it just hasn't worked out. And the injury certainly has hurt that too, which is not really his fault. 
But if the Pelicans can get something for him, I think that would be good right now. It feels rough to kind of feel like you wasted a 13th overall pick, but it's kind of the reality of the situation and where the Pelicans find themselves. So if you can get something for Kyra and not have to use other assets to dump players, I think that's a really good situation because then when you're looking at it, it's not just Herb Jones getting more money, it's Herb Jones and the cost of this player or this asset, which is still worth it to me, but if you can avoid doing that, yeah, certainly that's going to be better than not. You know, one of the likely ways that they are going to look to shed some salary here is probably through Jonas Valanciunas. He's very available in trade conversations. I don't know if they're getting much traction there, but they're certainly going to be looking to move him and probably try and save some money at the center position. And I think it makes sense. And this is not a knock on Jonas as a player. I like him. They didn't use him properly last year, certainly. You know, we'd like to see them go through him more. I feel like he could do actually really well in the offense this coming year. But if you're not going to close with him and there's no indication that they would, can you pay him $15 million? And the answer is probably no. So if you can save money there, two, $3 million, get a guy that's $11 million, I think you really look at doing that, even if you're kind of losing the trade from a pure talent standpoint. And this team doesn't need an expensive or even high usage starting center. And Jonas Valanciunas, if you're using him properly, he's kind of a high usage starting center because he's not like a lob threat. It's not like, cool, he does nothing, 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 cool, threw up the lobby, threw it down, that's it. Never needed to touch the ball, didn't need to do anything with him. With Jonas, you got to get him the ball and let him kind of post up guys and do that sort of thing. If everyone's healthy, big if, they just don't have a need for something like that. So trading him from that perspective, I think, makes a ton of sense even if you get like worse talent in return it's letting you maximize the other guys and not wasting money on your roster given how close they are to the tax unless other moves happen first it probably means you're really not looking at a guy like jared allen or miles turner or someone that makes more money than Jonas valanciunas unless you somehow end up in a three-team deal where you're sending out more stuff or including another first round pick or two to also dump additional salary in there so Jonas and a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. plus someone else maybe to try and bring back someone like Jared Allen, but he's making less money there, so ends up being okay. You know, Najee Marshall, they picked up his team option. I forgot to mention that. Maybe he's included in a trade like that. So if you aggregate the salaries of Jonas, Kyra, and Najee, and you trade him for Jared Allen, who's on a flat $20 million, I think it was, you probably you save maybe $2 million there, gets you out of the luxury tax, upgrades you too. That might be what you're looking at, but all of a sudden you're going to be spending a lot of assets to do something like that, and I don't know if that's a position the Pelicans want to find themselves in. Basically, this is to say, there's more things coming. They're probably not big, sexy moves, but they're moves the Pelicans need to make to keep Herb Jones, and I'm okay with it. I think, let me know, are you okay with it too? Or are you saying, no, they shouldn't have done this, they should have waited a year, which they could have. But this is the direction it seems like they're going. It shows us the blueprint for free agency. And guess what? We're going to be covering it all right here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all maybe Monday, maybe sooner, depending on what's going to happen. We'll have reactions to everything, even if I got to just film it on my phone and do a quick little video and get it up for y'all. So be coming every day or never miss an episode. You'll know what's going on with the team. And I'll be with y'all uh, next time, depending on what, what the Pelicans end up doing.